Playboy's got a bourbon. What are we going to do now? Get a sample. <laughs> and that's not the only sample that's come from the uh, Playboy Mansion. Damn. Oh. Welcome to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. With me this week is Eric, the Whiskey Mutant Smith. Believe it. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> or, or don't, I guess. I mean, it, you don't have to even believe if you, it. Even if you don't believe it, it's still true. Like, believe it. Oh, I thought you were holding up like a like a finger gun. No, I'm Naruto. Believe oh. it. My camera's a lot... Cl- I'm just d- thinking how my camera's a lot closer than yours is. <laughs> What if I just disappeared right now? I just did a jutsu and I just disappeared. You turned you turned into a firework. Jeez Louise. We're recording this the night before Independence Day here in the United States of America. So if you uh, are one to celebrate, we hope you had a great 4th of July. Um, yeah. I am currently not having a great 4th of July because there's a lot of fireworks going off around me. I'm hoping that my child doesn't wake up. I'm really hoping that my dogs are not freaking the heck out like they normally do with fireworks. But here's the thing. It's also after 11 p.m. So, <laughs> And I'm just hoping nobody blows their fingers off and they don't call me and go, you yes. know what? We are, we are so backed up here at work that you have to come into work and help with these idiots who just blew their hands off. So hopefully you're not one of those people. Don't be. And if you are, thank you for listening. Yeah. And if you're in the hospital <laughs> listening right now, I'm sorry for calling you an idiot. <laughs> Enjoy the show. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for being here. Uh, subscribe to the show if you haven't already. If you're returning, hello. It's good to see you. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't yet hit the subscribe button, please do like the video, hit the bell notification, tell your friends, leave a comment, all that smash dadgum it. Just stuff. Just like those kids say, smash. Smash that like button, you just just hit it just break it break the the bell notification so that it doesn't work for you and youtube has to come to your house and say what did you do to get a new phone or a computer that you just broke and then sign up as a different person and then go subscribe to the show again under your new account sign up as the whiskey mutant on youtube Do you know who has the Whiskey Mutant now? Because that account got deleted. Somebody deleted the Whiskey Mutant? Well, I think the original person that made it deleted it. And now somebody, somebody else, else has Somebody it else is holding on to the Whiskey Mutant. No? Go look it up right now. Oh, my God. I thought this was not a thing anymore. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't know if this is going to piss you off or make you happy that somebody that we know is holding on to it. But somebody we know is holding on to it. <laughs> Don the sheet. <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. Because not I feel the, like he's he's protecting it for me. I feel like that too. Like he's like not, my, not he's the, like my protector. Not that the other person or persons 
No, was, he I, he could have totally. I could have seen him one night being bored, having a few drinks, and totally going on a rampage, putting my picture on there and acting like he's me, and then me waking up to messages saying, "What the hell have you done on Instagram?" It would be really funny if I he was had, waiting on that. It'd be really funny if he had taken like an image of your face and like using a face filter or something, put it over his. So that it looked like he was, you were the actual one <laughs> saying everything. I, I would have hated that so bad. It would have been really uncomfortable. It would have been really, been... really weird. You know what's not uncomfortable, though? It's Flying Blind, which is one it's of the not. segments that we normally start the show out with. Uh, it's either Flying Blind or Sips and Snacks this week. Uh, we are doing a little special Flying Blind. Yeah. Mr. David Levine. Whom we just did a review of the seagrass barrel, barrel seagrass. That's really how the, the five hundred dollar one, the the gold label one. Uh, we did a review of that. You can watch the video here on YouTube or listen to the audio of it in the main podcast audio feed. Uh, we did that review. Thank you, David, so much for being a part of that with us. Um, he also was kind enough to send us his Christmas in July uh, advent calendar. Yeah. So nice. uh, we actually, I was gone for the first couple days of July, and Eric and I just did day three as of recording. Uh, and so we are getting caught up on days one and two during Flying Blind. Uh, and also, I, I, I really buried the lead here. You should also go listen to David's podcast, the, the Whiskey Ring <laughs> podcast. Um, He's really, he's a Look, really, really good interviewer. He sent little notebooks in here he and a pen. I dropped my pen. Jeez, um, jeez, man. But yeah, stickers, stickers, notebooks. The 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 labels and everything are cool. Like it was, it was very profesh. It was nice to get a, a profesh. <laughs> you got me saying it. Uh, package profesh. like that. Um, I got a professional package. All right, let's move on to these. <laughs> All right. Number one. Day Number one. one. Right? Day and one. I have not, neither one of us have seen any of the day one or two posts. On no, Facebook David anyway. also does a reveal on his uh, um, his, his Facebook group, group uh, where he lets everybody know what these are. And we've only, we've like I said, we've only done day three. Uh, so we have no clue what days one or two are. So... I wonder if I could text him and say, send me the answers so we don't have to try to play the that would, video. That would or help. Whatever. That would help. Day one. Tell me about it. Is weird because it's reading. <sighs> kind of soapy. Hmm, soapy. Like. Irish Spring. All right, let's see here. Let's see. I think I think from time to time that is oh. a. You know what I mean. I think from time to time that is a quality of a rye whiskey, too. That smells. It's like it's, it's something that I've got on rye before. Ooh, mowed grass. That's good. Like, and it's not like not dry either. Like. You've mowed like a section. You got to empty the bag, and it's got like, got like kind of like moisture. It's got dew on it. You mowed it in yeah. the morning. Yeah, mowed grass. Mm. 
pretty light on the palate. Mm. I think there's some heat on the back end, though. Yeah, the back, the finish kind of hits you on the back sides of your tongue. Yeah, like that's where that's where it starts to kind of come through as more of a high proofer. I yeah, think. I think it's a rye too. Oh, I think I think for sure it's it's a rye. It's got a little bit of like um, kind of like okay, this is weird, and it's weird that this popped up into my head, but like honest to God, this is what popped up. Do you remember, you know the 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 cheap little suckers that you'd get at like the bank they would give you what are those called like dum-dums they were oh, called yeah, dum-dums. Of course. yeah yeah this tastes like that brown one that was like a root beer and it was not very yeah. good at all it had yeah, like yeah, this yeah. brown weird taste <laughs> sorry david your first sample is not very good at all according to eric <laughs> that's the first thing that popped in my head i know it, oh, I think I think this might be an MGP rye. MGP rye, it's definitely a rye. I don't know if it's. It doesn't. I don't know if it's ninety five five. If it's if it's not. Backup guess, I would say it's a Jack Daniels rye. And I feel like I don't. Like, I don't dislike this. I like it quite a bit, honestly. It's growing on me. Yeah, I don't think it tastes like a a very really bad sucker that you get from a bank drive through. <laughs> That's why I'm sticking with it. No, it is kind of like a flat, a flat root beer note. Yeah, yeah, there is this little weird root beer note on it. Yeah. Well, he hasn't messaged me back yet. I guess we can go to two, and then we can try to get the answers. If he doesn't, if he doesn't say, if he doesn't respond, I guess we're gonna have to go to the videos. Yeah. Oh, this smells remarkably better to me. This is deep and rich. Reminds me of something we had on pre games. Like it's like a dark. Yeah. There's like a dark. This is almost like a molasses like kind of like a syrup i'm i'm going like chocolate truffles on the nose Ooh, i like that yeah dark dark syrup it's kind of like a, dark and syrupy there's a little bit of a like a cooking spice not baking spice but cooking spice Gotcha. On the nose, too. Kind of like a basil oregano kind of thing. <clears throat> oregano. It's like Italian seasoning. Italian. Yeah, I mean, he is, isn't he Italian or something? <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> He's Jewish. <laughs> I thought for some reason I thought he was Italian. We talk a lot in the group chat about he's how he's Jewish. I don't pay attention sometimes. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally fair. No, no, he's Jewish. <laughs> can so you long. be in a? Can, is that right? Huh? Is that what? Is that is that right? Shalom. I don't even, shal, shalom. Shalom. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm learning. Let's I'm just. Let's just. <laughs> 
let's let's just move it along, shall we? Okay. Oh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot better than that one, the than the first one. I actually don't like the palette as much. I think it falls. Well, a little you know f- what? I do. It falls a little flat for me. I think it's a Jack Daniels product. I kind of think you're right. But I don't think it's a. Um, I think it's like a. What 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 proof were the uh, the other picks that aren't barrel proof? Were they ninety four? Uh, yeah, like, I think it's like ninety five. Mm. Let me confirm kinda, real quick. Kind of reminds me of that. It's got a little bit of a finish, but not a long finish. Um, and the palette is uh, kind of um, what would I say. A little nutty, but chocolatey. Little nuts and chocolate. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Dang it. Never mind. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I think it's like a 94, 95 proof. Yeah, I think Jack so too. Daniels something. I'm pretty sure as well. But we'll be talking more about Jack Daniels in uh, the later part of this episode um however before we get there i say we go ahead and we find out what these are okay well would you you agree yep he didn't message back he's not seen it yet so i'm assuming he is not online all right Um, do you want to find out what one is or do you want to find out what two is yeah i'm gonna find (laughs) out what this um this sucker is so you want to go with number one yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with number right. one. I'll go with number two then. So, so day two was in fact a Jack Daniels product. I knew it. But it was the Jack Daniels Gold Label, export oh, okay. only. I uh, goes through the Lincoln County process, um, but then a secondary one that makes it like Gentleman Jack, which I don't like, which explains why I don't like this. Oh, yeah. There um, you go. <laughs> Uh, and then finished in maple barrels. I'm not really getting a lot of sweetness that I guess I would have with a maple barrel finish. I thought but... it t- I thought it smelled like <clears throat> syrup on that that nose. I could see it on the nose, but not so much on the palate, personally. But um, just a very below average drinker for me. Um, I I am just not a fan. And I mean, even blind, I I think that this kind of reiterates my point that I dislike. <laughs> Gentleman Jack. I think Gentleman Jack is one of the worst products on the market. Truth be told. I don't know if I've ever had it by itself. Oh, it's horrible. I feel like I've had a cocktail or something. It's so bad. You can can get just a little airplane bottle from Total Wine, and that's all that you need. So, what about number one? All right, number one. Let's see here. Still Austin Castron. And I'm still yet to find the Texas whiskey that I like. So, fair enough. Tasted I, like I stale like, root beer. <laughs> I like it. I I enjoy that one. So so far, uh, day one has been my favorite of the three days. Day two for me, definitely. So day three, I think we both said <laughs> we both were not, n- not for me. <laughs> no say I. I'm hoping that he for day four, since it is the birth of uh, Amerika. And we should be celebrating with America's native spirit. It's probably like a Canadian whiskey or something. <laughs> it would be really funny. He would just mess. He would do that. It's just an English whiskey. 
Ah, uh, that would be David. That would be David uh. indeed. But you know what else would be? Um, that's a terrible segue. What have you been drinking recently? <laughs> Man, we both have been on vacation mode. We have. Um, this is the first time that we've recorded in two and a half weeks. So we've got a lot of news to get to. We've got a little bit of catching up we're going to do before we get there. Um, I'm going to be drinking on probably a Russell's pick while we're doing this as well. I'm just going to finish the rest of this Jack Daniels that he sent. Well, it's her funeral. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Drink some Texas whiskey. What have you been drinking, Eric? Well, I was in Disney for vacation, as you know, most people on the podcast know. That, know. Um, yeah. yeah. Big Disney fan. But um, I will say I drank a lot of Maker's Mark because uh, at the airport uh, in Covington is where I flew out of. Um, Corkin, what is it? Where is it? What's the Covington store? Corkin bottle, Corkin Cork, keg, Corkin keg, right? Corkin uh, bottle, Corkin barrel, barrel maybe. Either way, there is a store, and they have a um, they have an airport shop. And what I usually do is I get through security, and then I go to their shop, and you can buy full bottles of stuff like they got picks and all that stuff. Well, we flew out so early they weren't open yet, so I did not get to get a a bottle of bourbon to take with me on my carry-on to get to vacation. Luckily, we were we were staying at uh, um, uh, in Disney. We were staying at uh, Riverside, um, Port Orleans, and in the gift shop they had uh, Maker's Mark. Um, they had Jim Beam White Label and Jack Daniels. Um, so I chose Maker's Mark. Maker's is definitely the move there. Yeah. Um, and so that was a little bit that I'd have on the side here and there. I'd take it, take a little bit to the pool with me. But at the bar, they had their new Knob Creek Parks and Resorts single barrel select, which I probably drank at least half of that bottle all week because I got to know the bartenders and they would always, I'd buy a pour. And then what I would do is at the end of the night when we got back from the parks, I would do my little, my little dat, like I called it like my little just like reflection of the night. Like I would leave the room, everybody's in bed, and I would walk to the main building where food and the restaurants are and stuff like that. And I would fill our water bottles up for the next day because we'd take our water bottles in. And I would stop at the bar, sit down, have a little bit of Knob Creek, and then they would always give me a pour to go for free, just to, like being nice. Like, here, I'm going to top you off, and they'd put it in a plastic cup, and I could walk with it. So it was so good. I had so much of that Knob Creek. Um, I had a lot of, like, cocktails and stuff. Always got, got to get my Joffrey's cold brew in the morning at the parks that uh, have... Your, your special cold brew. Yeah, my special cold brew. So if you're at Disney... And you're either in Epcot, Animal Kingdom. Disney hack. Ah, Disney hack. Here we go. You know, everywhere but Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom will not let you, does not have spirits like at the stands. Every, every other park you can get well, cocktails. They don't, have, they don't have beer at stands either, right? No, they don't. Yeah. They, they only have beer in certain restaurants at Magic Kingdom. That's it. Beer and wine at certain restaurants. You can't walk around with it, you know, officially. But, uh... If you go to the other three parks, there's cocktail stands everywhere, beer stands everywhere. But I always start the day off with uh, Joffrey's cold brew, and it's called Jamaican Shaken, and they put your choice of, like, cream in it. Well, they have 
spirits there that you can make any drink you want spirits so you know 7 30 a.m or eight eight o'clock when we get in the park cold brew hold the hold the irish cream i want the baileys you put baileys have them put baileys in it then you have them put two shots of jameson in it so you've got like an irish cream cold brew what's the what oh, hold on are you when you say hold the Irish cream? Do you mean the non like non alcoholic? Non alcohol. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. There we the go. The Jamaican shaken is the cold brew with a creamer in it, but I tell them I don't want the cre- the normal creamer. I want the Bailey's. I want the, right. the alcoholic creamer, and then put some Jameson in it because that's the whiskey they have. They have vodka and Jameson, and then that is my cold brew to get started. But I will say one. I gotta pull it up here. One thing that this is the first time I've had this cocktail, and I did not know about it, and I don't know if it's new or what, but when we went to Epcot, you got to start, when you go to the World Showcase, you got to start on the side of Mexico and get you a margarita. The left, the left side. Yeah, the left side. Um, when usually... The, the, go ahead. The first time that I went to Disney World, we went to, we went to Mexico, and there were a bunch of underage girls who had fake IDs that went into Mexico. And they got kicked out because the they found out that they had fake IDs. And it was hysterical to watch. It was really, really funny. Oh, Lord. To watch. Um, but I always go, and there's a tequila bar in the pyramid in Mexico that mm-hmm. they have, like, you can get, like the top quality tequila if you want but they make some of the best margaritas i skip the stand on the outside go inside get a legit tequila or a margarita drink it walk around while i'm in the pyramid then i get on uh the three caballeros ride and ride it um Heck but yeah. they had a corn old-fashioned on the mm, mm, that's right you were telling me about this yes this is the ingredients i'm gonna mess up these words and i apologize Abasalo corn whiskey, Casa Noble Respondo tequila, Reposado, okay, Reposado, Lost Irish whiskey, Nixta a latte liqueur, and then this was the kicker for me: Wilderness Trail rye whiskey and Umami bitters. This thing was amazing. It was one of the sweetest old fashions I've ever had. I think because of all the corn whiskey, the corn whiskey in it. But the corn whiskey with that Wilderness Trail rye was crazy. Like one of the best cocktails I've ever had. So if it's there and you're going to Epcot and you're listening, get the corn old fashioned at Mexico. Man. So good. I got to try that. <clears throat> we won't so be in uh we won't be in the other parks f- until probably end of next year because yeah. um, our, our plan is to go for eden's third birthday because for anybody who doesn't know children who are under three at disney world get in for free yep. so we figured it would be fun to take her for uh her actual third birthday and take like our whole family and everything and just have it be a big old daggum fun celebration 
together. My kids were three until they were at least five. <laughs> <laughs> if eating small enough, we can get away with it. Then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're going to be in Disney uh, at this point next week. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be just in the um, just in Magic Kingdom. But the we we wanted to take Eden together on our own for her first time to to Disney World and you know it's more for us than it is for her right now but can I try not to get teary while I'm talking about Shoot. it I'm a, me and April have already planned our next trip for our anniversary anyway food, food and wine festival baby heck yeah what have you been drinking well I've been drinking a lot <laughs> Because yeah. I just got back from a trip. Like I just got back from a vacation. Um, I I didn't... I, I planned so that I had kind of like something for everybody. Right? And I used the... I hadn't used it before. I used the, the podcast um, barrel or barrel bottle bag. Um, that... They gave you a barrel? <laughs> yeah, they gave me a barrel. Uh, the The podcast bottle bag uh which is a backpack and i i brought along uh and it like i said it was kind of in in steps but i brought along a benchmark single barrel um jw dant i brought a handle of of dant uh i I grabbed a uh a bottle of rare breed uh which did not make it home with me because that was what i had most days uh, and then I, I took a couple bottles of Benchmark Foolproof because got to have something to end Just your night because. with. Just because. You got to end your night with something. Um, and, I mean, I drink, drink a lot of Sam Adams, drink a lot of Miller High Life. It was a good week. I had a little bit of White Claw, too. So I hope nobody skewers me. Getting ready for that colonoscopy. I tried one today. Just a regular White Claw? It was a mango one. What'd you think? Didn't like it. Uh, it's the fine. aftertaste. It's the aftertaste. No, it, it's, the, it's the fake sugar. I get it. Uh, I totally get time. it. And there, and there are a lot of, of seltzers out there that suck. I mean, they're just absolutely terrible. The one seltzer that I have really liked, and of course it's because it's made with whis- whiskey, excuse me, is Sip Honey. Sip honey, and it's a, it's a seltzer pre-made canned cocktail with honey and rye whiskey, and it's mm. phenomenal. Um, they've got one that's got like a, a coffee blend in it, so that you get a little bit of caffeine with your uh, with your cocktail. But then their basic one is just rye whiskey, seltzer, and honey, and it's delicious. <clears throat> um, they started, I think, like right before the pandemic. Uh, and we had talked about getting there. Uh, founder on the podcast at that time. Uh, I think actually like mid through the midway through the podcast, or excuse me, through the pandemic. So we'll have to uh, bring up those conversations again because I love what they're doing, and it's it should be celebrated as well. Celebrate, celebrate. Uh, let's do a little bit of a housekeeping before we get into the news, if you don't mind. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you so much to everybody who uh, listened to all of our bonus episodes for yeah. Big June. 
Lots of bonus episodes. We did basically four straight weeks of bonus episodes. Uh, they all varied in time greatly. Uh, we had some that were about 10 to 15 minutes, some that were over 40. Um, and we just appreciate the fact that everybody tuned into those, watched those videos, all that good stuff. Uh, we will be doing a lot more YouTube content, of course, coming up, uh, especially because we're filming the podcast now. We might get to the point where I edit down the podcast video to just kind of like a highlight reel for each episode, do some fun stuff with it. Uh, but at, I mean, I also don't mind just throwing up the episode as it is uh, on YouTube either. So just kind of depends on what people want to want to check out. Um, even if we isolate some of the reviews uh, and whatnot, we would we could definitely do that. Just take, um, take everything out of context, and you just make me look horrible. I could do that. I could yeah, I with all could. with all of the you audio the and power. all of the audio and footage that I have of you. I could easily make you look like yeah, just a horrible human being. <laughs> a lot, way horrible than what I am. <laughs> shit. Um, well, shit. This month we're kind of back to our regular schedule. I would say, as far as uh, as far as content goes, uh, weekly episode on Wednesdays. Of course, Patreon stuff is going to be uh, consistent, as I guess it always is, with the pregame chats. And then we are about to start the next season of Sampley Boys. Irresistible. We oh, just man, we I just finished we just finished the first one for season. I was going to sing the song. <laughs> our, yeah. our lackluster. Our <laughs> we we forgot we forgot until we were done with uh, this week's episode of Ports from the Floor that it was our season finale. Uh, so the next season of uh, Sampley Irresistible is coming up. <sighs> one, of the, one of the best theme songs you could listen to. I think the best theme song. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but if you want to go support the show, it's patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast uh, for as little as a dollar a month. And then at $5 a month, you get bonus content. Uh, and during the entire month of August, we are going to have bonus episodes just for Patreon. And they're going to range from uh, us being wild and silly, bringing back something like The Last Call, which I, I think we have a really, really fun and funny idea for. Uh, which is going to be, oh, I can't wait. I think we should get our wives involved for that as well, <laughs> if we can. If we can get them on board with that I, I think that we idea. could do something. But we, uh, yeah, we, uh, we Eric and I share a birthday in August, so we wanted to kind of go all out for that month and do some special Patreon stuff and uh, do it kind of like a Patreon pledge drive as well, uh, because it is important to have that support and uh we do appreciate everybody who does give to patreon and support patreon every week or excuse me every month every week Whew. damn every that week. would be nice that would be nice uh to just live on patreon would be great that's the goal i mean honestly that's the goal is to like have this be self-sustaining um but then also and i have not uh, i have not uh, even brought this up to eric yet um, but for the pa over over the past couple of years, we have done a month where we have done fundraising for something, and this year we've been doing Movember, uh, which I still 
love and still hold very dear to my heart, but I wanted to shake it up a little bit this year. And I would like to do, because this is something that also uh, is kind of like the thing that got me into, not activism, I guess, but at least thinking about like taking care of other people and was something that I, I, um, I don't know, I find it to be important. Um, and that's uh, fundraising for people to have clean water uh, in oh. whether whether it be third world third world countries or you know locations within the United States. So, if anybody has a a charity of choice that falls within those parameters, please let me know. I still am doing a little bit of research to figure out uh, the correct place, the place that I think would be. Uh, most beneficial uh, for our community uh, to support uh, and the one that and I, I use this you know being the church kid growing up and everything the one that I feel the most led to support as well um, so if you have one in mind please let me know uh, shoot me a DM at my bourbon pod or at P Ritter 1792. Uh, or you can email the show. This is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. I want this of course to be, uh, because it is important to have, uh, the community back something as well that not only do we at the podcast believe in, but something that people who listen to the podcast also feel like they are, uh, invested in and something that they feel like you know, is important to them as well. So I like that. Are you are you on board with that? Are yeah. You okay? Yeah. Okay. I cool. mean, I mean, cool. growing up where I, you know in Eastern Kentucky, there a lot of people had horrible water. Like you would have to get water, boil water, get water from the store just to be able to drink it and everything. Even even our water growing up was like it would. If anybody knows, it would turn like your tub like orange and stuff. Like it was mm -hmm. so. We had to put filters on everything and all that. Like that's no. I, that's something that's kind of you know, growing up that I dealt with myself. So yeah, I, I fully support that. Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about that, uh, over the, the next couple of months, but be on the lookout for that. I'm, I'm thinking because we're very quickly approaching the 250th episode. <laughs> 250. Yeah. So by the time that we get to 250, um, hopefully we will have something on the books for that and we'll be able to let you all know uh and give you enough time to prepare for it but um we've had such great success with our, our fundraisers in the past and i i want to take it a, even like a little step further so okay. that we can find ways to uh thank you the community uh for supporting something that we have put uh, a lot of faith and thought and backing into uh, so we'll probably incorporate some kind of giveaway and like private tastings and maybe even like, uh, I don't know, like a personal roast video where Eric and I just roast. Oh, I'll you roast the shit for... out of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I'll send you a pair. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's gotta be, you know, then I'll roast tit for tat, but yeah. Anyway, shall we get to the news? We've got a lot of news, Eric. Let's do some news. Is that okay with you? Let's do some news. Let's start Go through out with, them. Hit on the high ones. We'll talk about it. We'll do our thing. Let's start out. I, I think we should tar start out with something that we kind of briefly talked about uh, in our last episode. But it is just kind of a 
big shakeup for uh, the bourbon community. Um, Jackie Zycan has left Old Forester. After seven years, uh, as uh, Go Bourbon says, of playing a key leadership role in the renaissance of Old Forester. Um, and all she said is really is that she is pursuing other career opportunities. So, so don't know if that's bourbon or just something else. Huh? I, I don't know. I mean, like, my inclination is to think that she's going the, the Marianne route just because that's a lot more relevant in this this day and age like that that kind of opportunity to to make make money excuse me in a, a private you know kind of capacity but i think a lot of why marianne is doing what she's doing now is because she didn't feel fulfilled with castle and key right yeah but i i, I mean we look at the work that that jackie has done with old Forrester and surely she feel feels more fulfilled with, with that work. Well, I feel like she was almost the face, you know, of the company there. Do you think she got burnt out then? Maybe. I mean, I feel like when you would see posts or see, you know, see them doing a live stream or, you know, IG live or something like that. Like she always seems like she was just so into it, like picking new barrels, like the barrel program was just, you know, she'd say it was like her baby and stuff like that. And like, I don't know, like maybe she did get burned out. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know, but, um, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad to see her, her leaving. Uh, she was just such a face, uh, not just for old Forrester, but for bourbon in general mm-hmm. and uh i mean it's it's going to be really cool and exciting to see where she goes next but in the meantime uh we are left to speculate which we will not do too much of right now because we have other things to get onto, including bardstown bourbon company purchasing green river spirits <sighs> it's a big one <laughs> yeah that's pretty big that's that's uh it's a big one. You got a, a, a distillery that is known for creating sourced bourbon that is purchasing another distillery that is known for making sourced bourbon. So, I mean, Team we're not... Up. Mega powers? <laughs> we're not really seeing, like, how much they're, they're spending on that. And, of course, we don't really know what that is going to look like for them as far as future endeavors. But, I, I mean... Between this and what was the what was the other big uh, merger slash uh, purchase that Bardstown was involved in recently? Uh, wasn't it like some? There was something that didn't somebody like buy them or give them more money. They were from like another state or something like that. People were. Oh yeah, they got they got purchased by a uh, Pernod. Yeah, uh, Pernod Ricard, right? I believe. Um, and initially, you know, that was just so that they had more money to do the things that they wanted to do with uh, their their ventures. So I'm imagining that that's kind of also what they're thinking here. But this is a very strange time, I feel like, for distilleries and for bourbon fans because I, I don't want to see that much consolidation. <laughs> personally um that that being said you know we don't know what things are going to look like i'm i am hoping and i am strongly imagining that 
Bardstown is going to allow Green River to continue to do what they are doing because I do think that they have been very successful over the past year since they have rebranded and since they have put a new product out on the market uh, that better represents what it is that they do at the distillery. Uh, so I'm I'm really, really hoping that they just kind of are a little bit more hands-off and just kind of more of like a parent company, maybe in the way that Sazerac yeah. is with something like Buffalo Trace or Barton. That being said, Bar- Sazerac is not completely hands-off. I mean, they are still funding a lot of, you know, what is going on with those distilleries. But I, I don't know. How do how are you feeling about this? Because I, I feel worried a little bit. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess... I guess with everything going on, like I think we were talking earlier about, you know, the prices of everything, you know, if this gives Green River a chance to make a little bit more money and do a little bit more, I'm I'm happy for them. Sure. Like, sure. Like you said, if this is just a way for them to work together and it gives, because I'm a big fan of what Green River is doing. Like we said, we love that new expression that they put out. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I still keep coming back to it as something that I'm considering in my top 10 of yeah. this year. A lot of I, the and, stuff. And I can't believe that even at a 90 proof product that I am still thinking that. And I, I like, it's, it's almost like being teased, like, like just the anxiety of it all, like being teased with like, oh, here's something really good. But you know the the court martial comes and was like nah you can't have that no. like oh, it's just you thought I, you I think thought you had it good i think it's just that feeling of something new that we haven't had that just kind of just immediately you like and it automatically puts it in that level you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. it's yeah it that new factor something fresh and that you may not have expected to be as good. Like when it's good like that, like we both know that, you know, like, like discovering curly or something like that. Like it's already yeah. like we, mm-hmm. it puts it up higher than a lot of other stuff. Yeah. So you feel, this, you feel kind of like ownership with, with it almost. Yeah. You're like, Oh, yeah. this is my shit right now. Like, you know, yeah. like, I don't want it to go. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I don't want it to change. You know, we all worry when people, you know, get bought out or smaller places, you know, get bought out or merge or whatever, that you're going to lose that stuff that you initially locked and that you felt yeah. like you've lost it to somebody else. So I'm just hoping, like you said, that this is just a way for them to do more things, to make more money, do more expressions and all that. Hopefully it's not just like they get just like crumbled under, you know, they start, you know, getting used in fusions and discoveries and stuff like that instead of them getting their own labels i guess well i i imagine that there is some of that that is probably already ongoing that they might already be using some um sourced product from i i mean it's not not that you know bardstown bourbon company hasn't had their own product (laughs) in fusion and discovery but i mean there there are certain whiskeys that have gone into these blends that we don't know the exact origin of. Yeah. Could, I mean, it could, it could have been that it was from green river and they were already yeah, working true. closely yeah. with them and it was just this kind of just, an inevitable step forward for them. This is the public statement of them working together and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Like, like kind of like when this is, when this, this is, you got to put a ring on it. Kind yeah. of, <laughs> yeah. You you got to show me. You got to show us in public together. Um, 
I don't know. Like, um, I know like a lot of people in our chat was worried. You know, they're like, oh, they're just, you know, they kind of made it sound like they were selling out and stuff like that. But to me, it's like, let's give it a chance. I'm okay with smaller companies making more money, especially now. I mean, we're all trying to make more money. Like we, everything's more expensive. Everything's harder to get. So let's give it a chance. And hopefully this is just a better opportunity for Green River to give us more good stuff. I don't know. I was fighting a yawn there. I'm sorry. Bought it. Let's move on to some big news from Heaven Hill. There's a huge leadership change happening right now, uh, or is that, I guess, going to be happening. Uh, but Max Shapira, who is the, uh, I believe, the fifth generation um, of Shapira family members who have uh, run the distillery, is uh, stepping down on September 1st. Uh, and he will be passing the presidential torch to his daughter, Katie Latz, and her husband, Alan, as they will be acting co-presidents of Heaven Hill, thus creating... Oh, oh no, sorry. He was the second, and now this is going to be the third generation operating slash ownership. Um, Kate and Alan have been with the company since 2001, and Max is actually going to move towards day-to-day -day operational oversight. Uh Oh, no. Sorry. He is going to transition that day-to-day -day operational oversight of the business to Kate and Alan. So uh, I think he's he's moving to a uh, an executive role where he's not being as uh, involved with things strictly, you know, production-wise and everything. But, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty massive, uh, pretty massive turn. This is kind of uh, like the beams switching over to the uh the no family <laughs> at this at this point you know but uh i i i look forward to this i don't i don't have any problem with uh seeing things stay within the family uh yeah. for for heaven hill for sure uh four roses is going to add a uh, whew, 23 million dollars in rickhouse expansions at their cox's creek bottling facility uh, let's see, that is going to equate to 776,000 total square feet of new housing, uh, and 17 new rick houses. <sighs> Lots I'm of bourbon. I'm assuming they're going to be the normal Four Roses rick houses too, because they yeah, have like I, the, I'd be the surprised. ones, right? Yeah, I'd be surprised if they moved away from the, uh, uh, the single tier. What, what is it yeah. called? The... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's the... The tear thing. Uh, here we are with the it's bourbon the four podcast. Roses stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. Four roses. See, yeah. New Riff has broken ground on a new rickhouse site, uh, mm. citing the fact that last year they expanded their distillery to increase production. So it seems only natural that they are finding new ground to put some of these barrels. Up. Oh my God! I just remembered that I got to pick up our our new our new riff, our sherry finished one. <laughs> oh crap! I still Shoot. haven't picked it up. I totally forgot about that too. Yeah, I need to plan to figure that one out. Okay, we got like noted. two more episodes we got to record over the next couple weeks. So yeah, noted. <laughs> See you soon. Do you want to make a new do you want to make a run up to new riff? <laughs> well, we this we got to talk about Friday too. <sighs> 
Dang it, we'll yep. get there. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, yeah. They've got more rickhouse space. More, no, more new riff. Yeah. Congratulations, get... Ian. <laughs> Ian's clicking his heels right now. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about some new releases. You ready for this? No, I'm ready. Okay, good. Uh, Red Breast Kentucky Oak Edition, single pot, still Irish whiskey. <laughs> oh, okay. 101 proof, 96 bucks. Uh, it's going to be a U.S. exclusive limited release. Uh, it was a batch of mature single pot still whiskeys finished for three to seven months in virgin oak barrels sourced from the Taylor family's Elk Cave Farm in Gravel Switch, Kentucky. Woo! <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> Red breast. Let's go. I, I mean, I am knocking my microphone over. I like Red Breast, everything that I've had from them so far. So I would be willing to give it a shot. I don't have any reason not to. So here's a big one. Um, Jack Daniels Coy Hill Small Batch. Oh, my God. This is already already on the in the hands of the people yeah um and we didn't get any so fuck it's tennessee only though and the highest proof what do we see we've seen like 150 proof 155 i think is the highest yeah i think i think so too but i i think at the lowest at the lowest it's been like 170 or 170 like 146 or something like that it's all hazmat it's it's insane. Um, $55 for a 375. Oh, I want one so badly. I want one so badly. I saw one on secondary for $850. What the hell? Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. That's insane. I know. I know. Uh, Michter's 10 year old rye, the 2022 release. Uh, looks like it's going to be 92.8 proof. $185 a bottle. Uh, this is the only 10-year-old rye release that Michter's is planning for this year. It's made with relatively high levels of corn and barley in the mash bill with the idea of providing more balance and complexity to the spice of the rye grain, according to Andrea Wilson. That's one of the the, the few uh, Michter's that I really think yeah. that is worth every penny yeah. that you pay for it. Uh, we got two new releases from Stellum. You got the Black Equinox, uh, which is a bourbon from Indiana, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Uh, can't do the math on that, but it looks to be about 116 proof, $99 a bottle. Limited, 8,400 bottles. And then we have the Fibonacci Rye, uh, which is a blend of straight rides from Indiana, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Looks to be about 115 proof, $99 as well, limited to 9,000 bottles. Uh, I'm excited for these. Uh, We're actually going to be talking about these on the podcast before too long. Nice. So, a little sizzle. A little sizzle reel for you there. <laughs> few spirits. <laughs> few. Oh, yeah. Few, that few. few F-E-W. Yeah. yeah. I, this one's called motor oil. No. That's a mistake. 
That's what it's called. It's an American whiskey from Illinois, non-age, stated 101 proof, $60 a bottle, limited to $1,800, uh, 1800 bottles, excuse me, via Fuse website. Uh, and it's a collaboration with the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. So, in honor of their 21st anniversary. Okay. So. It's got some reason behind it, but at the same time, I can understand why people are, people being you, I guess. Not excited. <laughs> well, when about you it. say motor oil on there, no, I know, I, I agree. But then when you explain that it's like maybe like maybe it's like a pick or something, I don't know. And you nicknamed it motor oil, I still would be a little hesitant. I, but I understand. Either way, I understand. We got a new Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, non-age stated, ninety-one proof, forty dollars a bottle, available nationwide. It's called Silver Belly. The whiskey has a mash bill of 78% corn, 30% rye, 9% malted barley. It's contract distilled at uh, Green River. Well, so there you go. Yeah. There we go. Silver belly. <laughs> Interesting. A new bourbon out of Indiana. Brothers Bond cast strength. Straight bourbon. Uh, Non-age stated. About 114 proof. 80 bucks a bottle. Maybe closer to 115. I'm bad with math. Uh, made from the same four grain recipe as Brothers Bond Bourbon, a uh, 65% corn, 22% rye, and undisclosed percentages of wheat and malted barley. This whiskey was distilled and aged at MGP. Comes from a lot of 70 barrels. This is uh, the Vampire Diaries bourbon. Yeah. So. Good looking uh, dudes. We should get them on the podcast. Yeah. We'd get a lot of we get a lot of views. Make me feel get all the feels. <laughs> Uh, here's one for the the uh, the the player in your heart and your the life. The player, the player, yeah. The player. Sorry. Let the, let the don't hate the player, hurt the game. Yeah. Uh, this is a straight bourbon from an undisclosed location. Okay. Seventeen years old. Oh. One eleven proof. Okay. Released uh, last month, June. Limited to nineteen hundred fifty-three bottles in the U.S. I haven't even told you the name yet. I hope it's don't hate the player, hate the game. If I were to tell you that this bourbon was priced at $589. Oh, God. What would you think? 17-year-old? 17-year-old. What would you think this was celebrating? Lord, I don't celebrating. It's I mean, an anniversary. All right, let me let me back up. This is an anniversary for something that started in 1953. I don't know. I'm not good with history. There's it's still more fireworks it's more, going on. It's more pop culture than it is history. Ooh, Mad Magazine. You're 50 percent of the way there. A magazine. Well, hell, there's not too many magazines. I mean, it would have to be like a freaking nudie mag or something, right? Playboy? Playboy. This Playboy is a, has a bourbon? <laughs> Playboy Spirits Rare Hair 1953 Anniversary Edition. Rare Hair? 
Oh yeah, almost six hundred dollars a bottle. This seventeen-year-old bourbon was finished in XXO cognac casks for about a year. XXO stands for extra extra old, a relatively new classification that requires cognac to be aged in barrels for at least fourteen years. Purchasers will also receive a near-field communication chip that will grant entry to the Rare Hair Society, which offers access to exclusive travel experiences, events, and private barrel releases. So you're not even. You're not even just paying for the 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 yeah, whiskey. Like You're paying for status? the experience. Yeah, it's like going to the Playboy Mansion, but with a whiskey, I guess. This is weird. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm sending you a picture of the bottle. It's a beautiful bottle. Is there boobies on there? No, it's got a rabbit, dude. Oh, what? It'll Playboy? <laughs> no. Fair. I mean, it's a fair question. Why didn't they use the actual Playboy bunny? That would have been better. Oh, uh, why didn't they? That's a jumping rabbit. Uh, rare hair. Rare it's hair. Ha- rare hair is hard to say, too. It looks like it's in the Four Roses bottle. The Four Roses. Uh, oh, it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you want to get some. Let's get a sample of that. Okay. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what we can do. Maybe. All right. uh, Ah, never mind. Um, <laughs> I had no idea what I was about to say there, honestly. Would you stop? I didn't do anything. Not you. Oh. Dagon microphone stand. You know, it's hard to find good help these days. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> it means my microphone stand won't stay oh. up. <laughs> I'm going to go. I fixed it. It wasn't about you. (laughs) Jeez Louise. (sighs) Playboy's got a bourbon. What are we going to do now? Get a sample. (laughs) And that's not the only sample that's come from the uh, Playboy Mansion. Damn. (laughs) That's our cold open, by the way. (laughs) Making donations every month. Do you want to move on to some TTB labels? Let's do it. We got the new Bardstown Bourbon Company Fusion Series, number Fusion nine. Fusion oh, nine. No, nine. Oh. Okay, it's 96.8 proof. We got four-year-old, 48%, Bardstown Bourbon Company, uh, 75% corn, 21 rye, four malted barley. Uh, we got a four-year-old in a 22% Bardstown Bourbon Company, 60% corn, 26% rye, 10% wheat, 4% malted barley. And a 30% in, in the 30%, jeez, Louise, I can't speak. Uh, it's a 12-year-old bourbon, 30%. It's 75% corn, 30% rye, 12% malted barley. So, turkey. Turkey. Yes. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Turkey, 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 turkey. Let's uh, move on to something else. <sighs> Eric, I think the day has finally come. When we've we've kind of jumped the shark a little bit. We got a Tennessee whiskey. Okay. It's called it's called Woo Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Woo Boy. Got me good on that one. Do you know why it's called Woo Boy? Oh Lord, why? Oh wait, actually, it's just called Woo. 
Sorry. Woo. It's called Woo Tennessee Woo Whiskey. Woo. Sorry, I, I said it wrong. Woo. Woo. This made in Pigeon Forge or something? No, it's no. Oh. It's it's uh, Rick Flair. Go kart when you're on a go kart. Woo boy. No, it's Rick it's Rick Flair. Oh. It's Woo! Yeah, sorry. My, my my kid's asleep. I have to be quiet down here. Yeah, I probably just woke mine up. I'm going to be screwed. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. 80 proof. Um, It's got Ric Flair on it. It's pretty funny oh, looking. Shit. I bought it. It's sold. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we Is see it Dickel? Doesn't say. Oh. We got the new William Heavenhill label. Mm-hmm. 15 years old, 109 proof small batch. Mm, but that's good. Oh, I'm sure it's delicious. Wish we could try it. Maybe we will. Speaking of Green River, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey Private Barrel Selection. Ooh. 110 proof. Ooh. Uh, and it looks like, based on the uh, the faux label that they've kind of put on the back, this is saying six years old. So if that's standard, I will not be upset about that mm, in the slightest. Sign me up. I'm here for it. Speaking of single barrel picks, Rittenhouse, straight rye whiskey, bottled and bond. Picks. Picks. Nice. I'm hoping so. At the very least. Uh, Bartstown Burger Company uh, Discovery Series. This one's interesting. Number nine. Number nine. This is another blended whiskey. 112.5 proof. 35% Georgia eight-year-old bourbon, I think. 80% 80% corn, yeah, uh, 10% wheat, 5% rye, 5% malted barley, 31% Kentucky 12-year-old, 75% corn, 13 rye, 12 malted barley, 19% Tennessee, 17-year, holy moly, 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% malted barley, and a 15% Ontario 12-year corn whiskey at 100% corn. Oh, that's all over the place. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the United Nations of... Discovery Series. Yeah. Yeah. Wilderness Trails, six-year bottled and bond Kentucky Straight rye whiskey. Ooh, I saw that one online. Yeah. Uh, Excited about that, of course. Um, It looks like uh, the Williams Har brand is moving over to a... New brand called RD1, is, uh, which stands for Registered Distiller, Distillery One, excuse me, uh, which was out of Lexington, of course. Uh, but there are, a, uh, there are a few labels. Looks like one is a small batch, one is a finished in French oak, and the other is finished in cherry wood. So we will have to look into that before too long. But then... This is uh, this wasn't posted too terribly long ago, as of recording. But a limited edition Kentucky Owl eleven year Kentucky Straight Rye, finished one year in Bayou Mardi Gras XO rum carols, uh, rum casks. Excuse me, carols. I said casks and barrels together. I like that though, carols. 
in celebration of the spirit of Mardi Gras and the pride of Louisiana, this expression of Kentucky Owl straight rye whiskey has been gently aged, gently aged, for 11 years before sleeping a further year in a selection of rare Bayou Exo casks to create and mature into a unique rye whiskey of outstanding quality and flavor. Uh, let's check on proof 102.8 as of right now, but uh, we'll see if that changes. But that does it for the TTV labels. I got one ounce of news. Oh, yeah, you're one ounce of... What's your one ounce of news, Eric? Taco Bell is ruining Cheez-Its. <laughs> they just introduced a Cheez-It to the menu that is 16 times bigger than a normal Cheez-It, where they put it... They just lay it down there, and they put taco meat on it and shit, and they're ruining Cheez-Its now. So... Make sure you don't buy that and don't support your local Taco Bell. A six a cheese it that's sixteen times bigger that they just dump their crap on. This is part of uh, Eric's ongoing vendetta against Taco Bell. Yes, um, which stems from a holiday episode, a holiday era episode. Era. I don't know, whatever time, holiday time, holiday time episode. Thank you, where Eric. It's very late. <laughs> uh, where Eric got slighted by Taco Bell, but that's an, that's enough of that. Let's do a little review, shall we? Let's do it. It's the smoke wagon. Uncut the younger. And it that's going to be my um, probably one of my top five commercials for a whiskey on Instagram. I'm just saying. Go check that one out. <laughs> just ever. Just ever. Uncut younger. <laughs> Doesn't do what I say. Doesn't do what I say. Uncut younger. <laughs> oh, Aaron. So, smoke wagon. Do we have an age on this at all? Uh, well, let's see. Um, that was beautiful. I don't see an age. That's okay. Aged and distilled, obviously. It's an, it's MGP, aged in Ooh. Nevada. I want to say I want to say the normal uncuts are like eight to twelve batches. Maybe these are like four to six, something like that. Please don't hold me to that. But it's obviously the younger version of the the uncut, unfiltered. Fifty-seven point eighteen proof little gold label there looks pretty cool oh yes i am of at least 21 years of age yeah at least 21 years old to drink it let's i i pulled up the website so smells what did you say the proof you said 57.18 proof that's not right. 57.8% yeah. <clears throat> alcohol per volume or whatever. It's one... one. I can't do math either. Let me break out the friggin' calculator. <laughs> it's late, okay? It is. I'm just going to keep saying that for everything. It's late. It's going to be 8.30 a.m. I'll be like, it's late. It's late. We're late for everything. 
114.36 proof. 114.36. Okay. So according to the Nevada Distilling website, this is uh, consisting, it says it consists mainly of four-year, 36% rye bourbon from several okay. floors and warehouse locations. Uncut the younger. <laughs> just a, just a great video. Uh, uh-huh. I find it to smell really sweet. It smells like uh, marshmallows and graham crackers. Yeah, I was going um, like berries and cream, actually. I that cream, yeah, that um, definitely get it. Like on like a uh, like kind of like a. Uh, Strawberries and cream, maybe on like a graham cracker, graham cracker, graham crapper, <laughs> graham cracker, cracker crust. Oh, and that graham crapper crust. That graham crapper. That's my next barrel pick. The graham crapper. <laughs> hmm. Oh. It's completely different on the palate. It tastes like it tastes like Kool Aid. I'm getting some dark chocolate. Actually, not some. A lot of dark chocolate. Definitely that kind of artificial cherry flavor that you do get with like Kool Aid or just kind of any like yeah fruit punch drink that's definitely not made to be authentic or real. Fruit punchy. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. like a whole yeah. It is oaky. It is. It, it is quite four oaky. Years is crazy. Yeah. I I think I think I've found my favorite smoke wagon say, product. Is this, is this it for you right now? This is it for me. I am really really surprised that at a younger age that this is the one that has done it for me and I think it just Oh my god! Having having had this in comparison to the the older, uncut, unfiltered, where it's, I mean, and I maybe maybe it is over oaked. Maybe there's just something about the Nevada the weather, the dry Nevada heat, um, that that doesn't lend itself super well to my my palate. But I really really like this. Do you okay? I I'm I don't know if it's the time we're recording. You know, being asleep, not not I mean not sleeping not or asleep. whatever. No, I'm, I'm talking about me asleep. not being asleep. Um, but I'm like a lot of the stuff I've tasted tonight. Like is instantly like there's been like times in my life that has popped up in my head. And when we started talking about the fruit punch, and I took one another sip, I started thinking about the chocolate you said. And it reminded me of being at like a vacation Bible school and they give you like those fake Oreos and you get kind of that weird fake Oreo chocolate mixed with like that really sweet fruit punch. Yep. And then there's a little bit of like the the cream in there. Dude, that's yep. it. That's that's vacation Bible school in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for the official bourbon? Of your vacation Bible school in your Southern Baptist church. Uncut the younger. <laughs> Not going to do what you say. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I, that's good. But it's not, it's not lacking like, 
more traditional bourbon flavors, I think. It it does... I just... <laughs> I'm struggling with the words because I really do genuinely enjoy this a lot. But, yeah, like, kind of describing it that way makes it feel a little... A little juvenile. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even, like, going into, like, oh, use all the flavors and everything. But, honestly, I don't really care because it is that good. Yeah. It is that good. Um, I, I will get, say, I going going back to it, the finish is starting to go a little bit weird for me. Like, I'm, I, I almost get these kind of, like, dry cedar notes. I can see that. It's 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 a a, it's, weird, a different wood, yeah. yeah different. Yeah. It's it's a strange, like very dried out wood on the back end of the palate. Um, not my favorite. I don't hate it, but it's it's just kind of there for me. Um, priced at about fifty bucks a bottle, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm. I like it. I, I like too. that. I like it at that price. Of course, I wish that it were, you know, 40 bucks yeah. instead. But pretty good. I, I'm, not, I'm not upset with it. I'm pretty not good. upset with it at all. Pretty good. Pretty good. Do you want to go for our full review? Let's do it. All right. Nose, palate, finish, and price is how we review things here on the podcast. Each category is out of five. Final score is out of 20. You can multiply by five if you want to know what the final score for us each is out of 100. 100. Hundo. Hundo. One hundo. One hundo. Damn. Okay. What do you got? Nose is a 3.5 for me. Going back to it, I'm even getting some deeper, like, black pepper notes on there, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a very multi-layered When nose. I went back through it, uh, it's a little bit more spicy nose and palate to me. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that it leaned a little bit more towards, and I mean, it's not going to because it's in a completely different place. But just the more traditional bourbon flavors. But at the same time, I think that this really stands out nose-wise uh, as being something that is not your run-of-the-mill kind of Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. So 3.5 for me on the nose. Man, you took my answer. 3.5 too. Already topped it out before you said it. Um, I love that. It's. It, I still get a little bit of that MGP graham cracker on there, but then there's this mm-hmm. kind of strawberry-ish cream cheese type thing that goes with it it's like almost like a cheesecake on yeah on a, a graham cracker graham crapper crust um, a, a lot of the graham cracker comes out for me on the palate yeah i uh, what do you what do you say on the palate dude i gave it a four i gave it a 3.5 again i i think uh, that it it it's different to me on that first um, sip on the palate, but then it gets more spicy the second time around. But like the fact that it took me back to like yeah, or- oh no, for Oreos sure. and fruit for sure. punch and stuff, like dude, I dig it. Like I, yeah. I give it a four. 
I get it. <sighs> Finish is the only thing I don't like on this. I'll agree. I, I gave it a 1.5. It just goes so weird and like kind of like artificial sugary on the back end. I, I, I don't know if that's a just, you know, something that's a characteristic of the the products that might be aging out yeah. in that, that climate. Um, yeah, that's the, it's the only part of it where I just don't, I don't really get on board with it, but that was you my know, low score. 1.5. I gave it a 2.5. So yeah. price though, 50 bucks a bottle. I mean, this, this is a really, really good, <laughs> it's a really good bourbon, man. I, I'm going to give it a 3.5 again. I'm the same. I gave it. I topped it out there. Thir- I got a thirteen point five overall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, good. This is like I think that with puts the me proof, at twelve point five. Yeah, you were just a little bit under with the proof yeah. and the all the notes you get and stuff. Like, I think it's worth fifty dollars. Yeah, for sure. I think this would be really fun to blind people with. Yeah, as well. Um, it it definitely runs more towards being. A non-Kentucky bourbon. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. read to me like anything that would be from Kentucky. That being said, I I'm, I'm gonna have to buy a bottle. I think yeah. if you see this, you should probably buy one I'm, as I'm, well. I am gonna just echo you and say, yeah, I'd grab this one. Yep. if it's still available. So, uncut the younger. <laughs> just so good. So good. All right, Eric, what do you got for me with tips and bits? Man, this is the segment ha- of the show, by the way, where we recommend things to people. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be bourbon related, but I've got so much. I'm going to do kind of a quick, quick thing here. Um, so, Stranger Things just wrapped up. Perry hasn't watched it yet, and I know he's going to, so I'm going to save all that. But I will say, coming off the first part of season four i know i said it was kind of back and forth um all over the place but they wrapped it up very nicely um season four part two the two episodes are some of the best that's it's stranger things you'll cheer you'll cry it's it's good shit nice um i've been watching the boys i'm gonna save that because the season's almost over um i'll do a little recap when i see the finale of that Um, i i have not yet watched the first two seasons um and the only reason is because initially lucy and i said we were going to watch it together i don't know if that's still the case uh if it's not i'm probably just going to binge through the first two seasons and then get caught up as the well, boy, the boys. If you love comic book movies or shows, the boys is that. It's that show that is like that guilty pleasure. You're like, what happens when they show? They have yeah. a show that just does not give a shit about what goes on. Um, I read the comics way before the show came up, and I know that sounds like oh, he's a comic book nerd. I'm just saying, like I was I already liked the story before this uh garth enos and uh, Derek robertson um it was it's amazing it's it's what if superheroes were just assholes basically yeah um so i think uh, season three is about over on uh, it's on amazon prime i think they have uh, one more episode left as of yeah. recording yeah it's right. almost done yeah. yeah um 
So that's that. Um, Apparently, the new up. season of uh, Umbrella Academy is really good too. I'm in the middle of that one, so that's. Did you say one that already? No, not yet tonight. Okay, but sorry. I've talked about Umbrella Academy before. Um, we both were talking about Miss Marvel. Um, I think that's the same yeah. thing. I'll talk about that if you mention it. Um, and then the nah, last. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait to talk about Miss Marvel because yeah. Uh, we we talked about it when it first came out, and then I think briefly again, but yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll wait to discuss it more with you. Right. Uh, and the last thing um, for this week, uh, I got um, the new Ninja Turtles game on Switch, uh, Shredder's Revenge, and yeah. it's it's absolutely just made me lo- like I couldn't put it down. Like it's like a mix of all the old arcade games and super nintendo games of ninja turtles but they've added combo moves um you can now play as splinter and april in it that each level has um objectives you can do like you know uh, destroy so many robots and do all this there's little side missions and like when you when you go to each level like it takes you back and it looks like the original ninja turtles game on nes where um the the turtle van is going to like different spots and stuff like it does that it's so good um and i'll give a shout out to our buddy clifton uh bourbon bites uh he he uh also talked about this game on an episode where he did uh our uh, nulu pairing that's right he did um so that is a really fun episode on uh clifton's um uh podcast uh bourbon bites podcast where he he got him a honey bunny and um, uh, paired it with the Nulu. He, and even, he even named that episode the way that I do episodes of the podcast, which made yeah. me really happy. He shouted out all, all, all of us was very nice, very good review, very good pairing. And then he also talked about the, this Ninja Turtles game. So I recommend that game and uh, Clifton's podcast. That episode of the Bur- podcast. Yes, Bourbon Bites podcast. Well, just, yeah, the podcast as all well, for sure. I got a few things as well, because we're getting caught up, of course. Uh, video game-wise, I have been playing uh, Star Wars Jedi Academy uh, oh. for the first time. I love it and hate it all at the same time, because the controls are absolutely abysmal and not reactive at all. But the story is really fun. Uh, it, it follows... Uh, couple of new padawans uh along with uh luke skywalker who has founded the new jedi academy and kyle katarn uh, who what was his first appearance i can't remember uh i think it was in a what, was it a comic or a book or something maybe yeah but he's that old extended yeah. universe canon from uh from star wars uh, I hope he comes back. I think he's a really interesting character. Really fascinating. Uh, but this game is wild and just all over the place. And um, there are a couple moments where I like I kind of figured out where the story was going. I'm I think about at this point seventy five percent of the way through the game, maybe closer to eighty. Um, but I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm really enjoying cool. it. Um, I. I was in the middle of a mission and I said to Lucy, 
I I guess this is a spoiler for a game that came out like 20 years ago, but um, I said to Lucy, I made myself a yellow lightsaber, and I think I regret it. I and within the next mission, I lost my lightsaber, so <laughs> I got to make a new one. <laughs> have you played Knots of the Old Republic? Uh, no, I it is. I have a, a bunch of those old Star Wars games on my Switch that they you know re-released yeah, and everything. I was gonna that, say um, I, I downloaded that on the Switch. Force um, un, Force Unleashed, yeah. uh, Jedi Knight Two, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I think I need. I actually never played uh, the Pod Racer game yeah. either when I was growing up, so I might even have to get into that. Um, I'll recommend one like more it. thing just so we can get out of here because it is late and I am starting to feel the effects of drinking and being up this late. Uh, but we watched the movie that led to the slap heard around the world, Ooh. which was Summer of Soul. Uh, directed and produced I you were by G.I. Jane. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, oh no. Okay. Uh, Summer of Soul, uh, directed and produced, I guess, by uh, Questlove of the Roots. Yeah. Uh, talking about the Harlem Roots Festival, I think is what it was called uh, in 1969. It was the same summer that uh, Woodstock was happening. Uh, quite a, you know, not too terribly far away, about 100 miles away, I think. Um, <clears throat> some of the best performances I've ever watched on on film. Uh, standout performance, and I, I this is earlier on in the movie, uh, and there's so much more to behold. But uh, Stevie Wonder performing a drum solo. Oh wow! Which I didn't know he could do. I did not know that he could play the drums. But he does it so phenomenally well that I uh, I could barely make words for a couple minutes. Really? I was, I was so in shock. Yeah. Nice. I'm not even kidding. So go watch that. It's good. Uh, and I hope you ate a hamburger and a hot dog and plenty of good grilled food and watched Rocket's Red Glares. Explode. Exploding over your city skylines and then you exploded it in your bed in toilet. i'm just no i'm just wow dude come what? on that's uh, fine that's, that's a good right. way to end the night too it is it is a good one you're right anyway that does it for this week's episode thank you all <laughs> so much for listening eric can you wrap us up and bring us home and let the people know what they can do to support us and where they can find us you know what perry i think i can do that uh if you want to Help the I'm gonna, show. I'm going to take a nap while you do that, by the okay. way. Okay. Support the show. You can go to patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show. And at $5, you get all the uncut stuff and the bonus episodes. Bonus. All the extra stuff Perry has to kind of edit, but he doesn't. He just throws it up there that, you know, just extra work for Perry. Go support it. He'll do more work for you. And I'll just... Add to the conversation. <laughs> if you want to send us an email for a question, a comment, a pairing, a sample, anything like that, send an email to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. If you want to buy some merch, it's bourbonshop.threadless.com. 
if you want to leave a message for the Barrel Ring segment, which is a little segment where you give us a voicemail and we play it on here and we reply to it on the air. <laughs> we haven't had Eight, one in so long. <laughs> yeah, do that. Somebody do it. 859-428-8253. Then on all social media, it's at MyBourbonPod. Um, you can follow uh, the show. You can follow Perry at PRitter1792. You can follow me at WhiskeyMutant. Um, I'm on Instagram, um, and TikTok, and then the show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes. Um, yeah, do it. Perry's putting more stuff on Instagram too, making little videos with it's bourbon night. I saw him. The little, 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 little Chad. Little Chad. Little Chad, Chad was cracking about me About this big, little Chad. Uh, then go Appar- to YouTube. We can, we can apparently just, we can get those made. Yeah, you can. Oh, I've seen them. They they had them at Comic Con. You, you I stand in the thing and it like goes around you and takes all these pictures. And you can add like accessories if you want. It costs more, I think, if you add accessories. So if you wanted to hold like a bourbon bottle, it would cost more than that. Um, and then on YouTube, um, this is my bourbon podcast. Perry goes live every Thursday night um, at eight. I try to join him at least once a month. And then all the shows are going up there now with the bonus episodes, so you can do that. And then just review the show, tell people about the show. Yes, let's have we have, we have a couple of reviews. Do a couple new reviews. And a new Patreon member, right? And a new Patreon member. That's yeah. that's true. Yeah. Uh, our first review, five stars from KU Mon. Says, awesome. Really loving this podcast. I like how Eric and Perry don't just talk about bourbon or whiskey. It really puts a fun twist on a bourbon podcast. Can't wait to see what fun things you two come up with next. And we also have a five-star review from Arsenal4040. Says fun little bourbon podcast. It's got bourbon. It's got interviews. It's got geekery, and it's got my cousin Perry Ritter. Oh, who's that? I think it's Todd Ritter. Geekery. It's Todd. Todd. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Todd. I think this is you. Uh, seriously, though, I'm jumping on this train late, but it's an entertaining bourbon podcast that everyone uh, interested in bourbon should check out. And then we do have a new patron. I knew I knew he was going to do this eventually. Like that's finally. finally I had to happened. get I had to get there. Uh, but this guy is at our five dollar a month tier, which means he gets all the bonus content uh, that other listeners of the podcast at the tier do. This is Brandon Stevens. Brandon, thank you so much for joining yeah, the Patreon. Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Um, I saw him. At, I saw him at the deli the other day. Really? What was he getting? Uh, very thinly sliced roast beef, thin, like straight thin. Like I was like, who is this guy? Like he is like playing it up. Like he's, he's not even. It's not even on like the scale that they slice the stuff on. Right. He had his own scale, and he said he was making the best roast beef sandwiches in all the land. And I was like, man, wow. I was like, so I told him, I was like, you ever, do you ever have roast beef and bourbon? He's like. Yeah, all the time. I was like, well, you should listen to our podcast. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And then he told me the secret um, selection of get the perfect slice roast beef. Um, I'm not going to tell it on there because he told me to keep it a secret. So so you're also taking credit for this new patron? Yeah. 100%. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, it really seems like you meet a lot of our patrons at grocery stores. Mm-hmm. We all got to eat. You're right. 
That's very true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Brandon, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. Patreon. Uh, thank you to everybody who supports the show, not just through Patreon, but by listening every week. And if you are listening to the show at this point, that means you've done it. You've made it through another episode. You did uh, it. Which, God bless you. You did it. You, you did trooper. It. Congratulations. You trooper. You absolute hero. We're going <laughs> to erect a monument for you, and we're going to celebrate you. But uh, in the meantime, that does it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, next week, not sure just yet, uh, because our recording schedule is still wild and crazy. There'll be something, though. There will be something. We'll see you guys real soon. Until next time, I'm Perry. I'm Eric, going to bed. And this is my room podcast. <laughs>